Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, this is Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to talk to you today about winning through the Holy Spirit. Winning in life, operating in the Holy Spirit, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And believe me, God has brought a message that every Christian should know how to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Well, let's pray before we get started. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. I just appreciate everyone that's listening to our telecast today. Lord, thank you for the ability to go over this technology and to reach people, to reach souls, to encourage them and inspire them. Father, anything that comes out of my heart or my lips, let it be edifying to you, glorifying to you, and inspirational and encouraging to those who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm so excited. I wanted to tell you, we've got a brand new website. I know we keep updating our website, but we're doing it for you, encouragingmoments.com. It has more resources than ever before just for you to inspire and encourage you in your walk with Jesus Christ to deepen your faith. So go to encouragingmoments.com, sign up on the homepage for my newsletter. We will be putting it back out every day for your enjoyment every single day of the year. We're going to be doing that, and we're getting that back on. Also, sign up for the podcast. If you go to the listen button on encouragingmoments.com, you can listen in your car, on your computer, wherever you're at in the world. So we would love to have you join us on a continual basis. Just subscribe. Give us five stars if you can, and give us a great review. We need good reviews to have more people come to us and be part of our program. So anyway, well, I hope you have your Bible with you. Let's turn to Acts chapter 2, and we're going to go to verse 38 through 41. Well, let's start reading right now. Winning through the Holy Spirit. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation." Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. 3,000 people accepted Christ just in that one meeting, in that one meeting that Peter had. Now, remember, Peter at one point had denied Christ. When Christ was about to go to the cross and the Roman guard came to capture him, take him before Pontius Pilate, what happens is, it's just so interesting, is that the disciples fled because they were fleeing for their lives, and they didn't want to die. And of course, it's a human response to a very terrible situation when they see Jesus being handcuffed and knocked around and dragged over to where they were going to have a trial over what they thought he had done or not done. And anyway, Peter denied Christ three times, and Jesus had told him that he would, but he did and he was tearful, and he was crying over it, and he was upset that he did it. Now, when Jesus saw that Peter had done this, he went to the cross, and when he arose from the dead, he came back to the disciples to show them that it was true. After three days of being in the grave, Christ arose from the dead, and he came to Peter and the disciples. And when he was sitting with Peter, he said, Peter, do you love me? 
And he said, yes, I do love you. He said, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, I love you more than these. He said, then feed my sheep. So he was telling Peter, I want you to preach. I want you to teach. I want you to take this message throughout the world. He was telling all of them that. Peter had been forgiven by Jesus. He had seen Jesus after he arose from the dead. God proved that Jesus was the Son of God and Jesus was God. That's an amazing thing because you've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all of them are part of the Godhead. And that means that Jesus Christ was God incarnate. He was man, but yet he was God. That's why he could do all these miracles on earth was because everything answers to him because he is God. Now, Peter in this situation, he was kind of a weakling without Christ like all of us are so weak and we are frail and, you know, with just on our own, left on our own, we will run and hide and all those things. But then... Jesus tells him when they're in, when he's in their presence, he says, go to Jerusalem. And he said, you're going to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. In John 14, Jesus explained this before he went to the cross. I am not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send the advocate, the helper, the comforter. The Holy Spirit will invade you when I go up to heaven and I'm gone physically from the earth. My spirit will still be here, and that spirit will live in you if you're a Christian. If you accept it on faith and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was crucified for our sins, that he was buried, and three days later he arose again, if you believe that and you confess it with your lips, you will be saved and the Holy Spirit invades you and it lives and abodes in you. Jesus lives through the Holy Spirit in all of us. And that's exactly what happened on the day of Pentecost in Acts when all of the disciples did what Jesus said. They went to Jerusalem and the power of the Holy Spirit fell on them. And when it did, Peter went from being just a fearful person to now he is solid in the Lord because he's seen Jesus arisen from the dead, and now he has the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus living in him. Right after this happens, and they receive the power of the Holy Spirit, Peter jumps up, and he goes into the synagogue, and he gives them the gospel message, the first big gospel message without Jesus, and 3,000 people are saved. So let's go back over this again. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Because what did he preach to these people? He preached, You have crucified the one true God. You crucified the author and perfecter of our faith. You crucified the Messiah. They were pierced in the heart. These Israelites, the Jewish people, were pierced in the heart. They said, What can we do to be saved? Because we've done this awful thing. We've allowed the crucifixion of the Lord. And they, they understood that this was the Lord because he was risen. I mean, when you see a man walking around who had been crucified, who had been murdered, who is in the ground three days, the stone rolls away, and he is walking around, and he's talking to everybody, you will be on your knees, believe me, friend, believing that Jesus Christ is Lord. And these people, they said, gosh, we have done the worst thing in the world. We've crucified our Lord and Savior. What can we do? And that's when Peter says, 
Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children and for all those far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. That is so amazing. The first thing I want to tell you is the Holy Spirit in your life, once you become a Christian, you have that Holy Spirit, that's God's conscience, that's God's spirit, that's God's love, that's God's comfort, that's like a fountain living inside of you. It's the light of the world living inside of you, and we should walk in the spirit every day and not in the strength of our flesh. I mean, when I see how people live today, it's just awful and it's horrendous because they're just looking through the sight of their eyes and not in faith. But listen to this word right here. When you and I live through the Holy Spirit, we are operating in the winning way that God intended us to live by the Holy Spirit of God. If you remember making a decision in your life to follow Christ as your Lord and Savior, then the Holy Spirit resides in you. But just like how you do physical exercise, you You have to do spiritual exercise, and we're going to get into that later. But the Holy Spirit teaches us all truth. Listen to John 16. This was Jesus' words before he went to the cross. He says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So the Holy Spirit teaches you what he wants you to know through the Bible and through the Word of God and through prayer. But Jesus is directing what he tells you. That's the most amazing thing, and you just have to know that. When we walk in the Spirit, It keeps us from making bad decisions, following the crowd, following the culture change, following deceptions of the devil when they say that sin is not sin anymore, and they want to actually edify sin, and then they want to promote sin. That's because they're not teaching the truth of the Bible. The truth through the Holy Spirit is all truth because it's God's truth. So following the Holy Spirit every day, the Holy Spirit leads and guides our life. Now, who do you want leading and guiding your life, the Lord himself or yourself? If you're like me, you know that we can't rule over our own lives. We just make a mess out of it. You know, So that brings me to my second point. Commit to walking in relationship with the Holy Spirit. Abide in me, it says in John 15, 14. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. Jesus says, abide in me. I'm abiding in you. Walk with me. Talk with me. Listen to me. Understand what I'm trying to tell you. When I get my Bible out, I pray about it. Say, Lord, Open this word and let me understand exactly what you want me to know about your truth in the Bible and Jesus' name. And when I do that, it opens the scriptures and the loving scriptures from the Holy Spirit. God will teach me what I need to tell you and what I need to work on myself with. These are truths of the Bible. Commit yourself to walking in relationship with the Holy Spirit every day. When I get up every day, the first thing I do is get on my knees and pray and say, Lord Jesus, let this day be a good day. Let me be the man I need to be, I I want to be. Help me, guide me, lead me, direct my footsteps. Let me be a blessing to someone else today. Let me have your light and let me just walk in it. 
Lord, direct my steps in Jesus' name. Amen. And the peace of God comes upon me. And then the power of God, the presence of God leads me in my life. And that's what I want to be doing every day. Number three, Holy Spirit encourages us. The Holy Spirit encourages us. You know, I've never seen a person that's been in the Lord. They can't stay down for long. Listen to what it says in Acts 9.31. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It increased in numbers. Our encouragement comes from God. Our encouragement does come from God. He talks to us. If you'll listen to God, you can hear Him. What you have to do is get before Him in, in prayer, and you have to just say, Lord, tell me what you want me to do in this situation today. Tell me what you want me to do. Talk to me, Lord, and then hush, and then He'll tell you, and He'll put it on your heart. He'll whisper a soft voice. Sometimes you can hear it just right in your head, and you have to start trusting it. You actually have to practice that because many times when I first started listening to the Holy Spirit as a young man, I would say, Lord, is that you or is that me wanting it to be you? And he said, no, it's me. I'm telling you, this is what I want you to do. And so now as an older, more mature Christian, I can hear him. In the book of John, it says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And that's absolutely true. I think the reason that it's so hard for people to hear God sometimes is they never take time out in the middle of their prayer to just be quiet and say, Lord, I need a word from you today. And the next thing you know, he is letting you know which way you were to go. But if I put it before God, because remember the Bible says that we live by faith, not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. And when you live by faith, you're walking in the Holy Spirit. Winning through the Holy Spirit means we live by the Spirit in faith. You know, faith, I've told you, is fantastic adventure. I'll trust him fantastic adventure. I'll trust him. And that's what I mean. I'm going to trust the Lord over every single part of my life. And if temptation comes in my life, I'll just kneel down and say, Lord, this is a temptation. Lord, take it away. You always want to be under his authority and in his spirit so that every minute, every hour of the day, you're in constant contact with God. So he's directing your steps and you're listening to the master. You're listening to the king of kings. You're listening to the lamb of God and you're being directed by him. And, you know, it's such a blessing. It's not a burden. Let me tell you what a wonderful thing it is to walk righteously and be sanctified by God day by day where he's watching out so that you don't get in a mud hole. My dad always said, if you walk through a mud hole, your pants are going to get dirty. So, you know, all these things, the Lord directs your steps and helps you. The next thing is, like I talked about, spiritual exercise to help you operate each day in the Holy Spirit. You know, you got physical exercise where you get up, you run, you walk, you have to keep your blood flowing, and I believe in that and do it. And then there's mental exercises. My wife likes these game puzzles, you know, the word word puzzles puzzles on her computer and stuff. Many people do crossword puzzles and different things to get their mental activity. Some people read books. Some people just do a lot of work during the day, and that keeps your mind going. But what about your spirit? When you feel that anxiety, when you feel that fear, when you feel that doubt, when you feel that worry, you see when it creeps in on you, well, there's an antidote for that. Ask God to teach you his word so the word resides in your heart like he does, 
so that when the fiery darts of the devil comes to you and says, hey, you don't have a good future. God's forsaken you. He's not going to be with you. You can call upon God's word to rebuke the devil's words against you or even the words that you think of yourself. Some people are so hard on themselves and don't think well of themselves. And that is not right. You should be thinking well of yourselves. If you've, if you've been forgiven for God, forgive yourself because God's forgiven you and move forward and don't look back. But ask God to teach you his word. Pray every morning. These are spiritual exercises like you would do in the physical for your muscles, but spiritual exercises. Ask God to teach you his word. Pray every morning. Read scripture. Listen to God for answers. And I'm telling you, This has made my life so simple, so wonderful. It's called guilt-free living. It's called freedom in the Lord. It's called being sanctified, walking in the presence of God. Every day is a fantastic adventure when I trust Him and not myself. It's a fantastic adventure. And so, Romans 15, 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. The hope of the world is in Jesus Christ and nothing else. That's it. You can have all these toys and blessings and things that God does. That's wonderful because God is blessing you. But deep down in your heart, you're searching. You're sad. You're worried. That's because you may not have the Holy Spirit in you. And if you get the Holy Spirit in you by saying yes to Christ as your personal Savior and you confess it with your mouth, believe it in your heart, the Holy Spirit will come in and abode in you and he'll change your life. Remember this again, Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. When I get anxious, I just get on my knees before God in my prayer closet and say, Lord, I'm a little anxious today. Can you take that away from me? And the next thing I know, he fills my mind with joy and hope in the future and everything he's going to do and how great he is and how wonderful he is and how thankful I am about what he's done in my life, what he's going to do in the future. And all that anxiety goes out the window. Number six is be in tune all day with the Holy Spirit. You know, I talk to God on a consistent basis. You know, I don't ignore him, and he doesn't ignore me. Many times I have been in places where God has told me, just like that, he's told me, I want you to do this. And when I was very young, sometimes I would not obey him, and I would be sad. I'm going to tell you a story real quick. When I was 18 years old, we had a judge that was down the street. He lived in our subdivision. My brother and I really loved the guy. He was a cool guy. He was a guy's guy, and you could talk to him. He was very smart. He'd cut his grass out there. My dad would be out there. We'd all be cutting grass and talking and, and just talking guy talking, and we became friends with him. As young guys, he would say, hey, could you wax my car and I'll pay you, or could you come over and cut my grass, and we would do it. Well, one day, the Lord told me in my heart, he said, I want you to go and see the judge downtown because he's wanted you to come and see his office sometime. And so I said, well, Lord, I'll, I'll do that. So I didn't do it that week, and, and a week went by, and then another week went by, and the Lord said, I want you to go down and see the judge today. Just go down there and see him. You're working down there anyway. Just drop by and say hi to him. So I went by. I finally did what the Lord said. Well, as I'm leaving the subdivision, There was a line of cars of a funeral that was going by, 
And so I had to wait. And so I go down to the judge's office. I climbed three floors to get to his office. And on the door, it said that he had passed away. And guess whose funeral that was that drove by me at 18 years old? It was that man's funeral. Now, I'm telling you, I cried. I wept over that situation. I would not tell this to everybody, but I just love you, and I want you to know what God can do for you in your life. When God did this and showed me, now from now on, when I tell you to do something, I want you to do it. Do you have somebody in your life that God is saying to you, go and see them, and you haven't done it? Maybe your grandma, maybe your aunt, maybe your uncle, maybe a dear friend. You put it off, you put it off, and you know in your heart you're supposed to go and see them. Don't wait, because as an 18-year-old boy, I had to learn a big, big lesson. Now, later in life, as it would have it, when God would tell me to do something, I remember he told me to pray for a woman in a jewelry store that had cancer. I did it immediately. I remember that he asked me to give some money to some people that looked like they really needed an extra lift that were out on the street one day. I did it. I'd follow the Holy Spirit because that's the greatest thing that you can do in your life is be led by God and not yourself. And then we don't make mistakes that we regret. Number seven, communicate with God for all your needs. Whatever your need is, praise be to God and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. God is this great comforter. He forgives us, just like he forgave me for not listening to him to go down to see the judge when I was 18 years old. I repented of that. God forgave me. And now, at this age, I'll do whatever God tells me to do quickly. Listen, when you can communicate with the God of the universe, and God will listen to you, and he'll listen to all your needs, what you need, friend, there's not a thing that God can't do for you if you'll just go before him, humble yourself, surrender your life. I know somebody out there today needs the Lord Jesus more than anything. Maybe you've been running your own life like I did when I was very young, and maybe you need to turn your life around and turn it over to God because you need the Holy Spirit in you to lead and guide you. Let me say this prayer. Just just say it along with me, and you can receive the Holy Spirit by asking Jesus Christ into your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask for my brother and sister these words as they repeat them after me. Lord, I believe that you came to earth from your heaven. Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Lord, I believe that that blood covered my sins. Lord, I believe that you were buried and on the third day you rose again. I believe in you, Lord. I ask you, would you please come into my heart? Be my Lord and Savior. Change my life. I take my hands off the wheel of my life. And I ask Father to come in, abode in me. Give me your Holy Spirit, Father. Guide me, lead me. Let me live for you. 
in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you said that and you believed it with your heart and you confessed it with your mouth, you are absolutely saved. And we are so joyful, and the Lord is too, because you made this decision for Christ. You have to be in the Holy Spirit. Winning through the Holy Spirit is the most powerful lesson, maybe, that God has ever given us because He leads us and guides us Himself every day. What a powerful message it is in Jesus' name. Well, let me pray for you right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask a blessing out there to every person listening to this telecast. Lord, that you would touch them, give them the God touch that they need to get through this life, to be stronger, to be able to stand firm in trials, to get through the trial to the victory. Lord, just heal them, comfort them, love them, be with them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I love you in the Lord. I'm so glad you listened to Encouraging Moments. And remember to go to encouragingmoments.com, sign up for our podcast, watch our videos, and know that we've got some great things coming up, and we'll let you know next week about that. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.